0: Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who have a lot to learn about ADHD, and that includes me. My name is Danae Cannon, and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the podcast. We're in this together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, we have a guest, Teresa Lear Levine, and she is an EFT Master Practitioner, some of you may not know what that is. And so Teresa's going to tell us all about it. Welcome, Teresa.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Donna. It's great to be here.
0: It's great to have you. So tell me, okay, catch us up. I know enough to be dangerous about EFT, but you <laughs> can get us all up to speed. Um, my understanding is that it's an amazing regulation tool. Is, that, is it that and more? Let us, let us know. It is
1: all the things okay <laughs> it does it does not disappoint. Let me put it that way. Um, I used to think it was more limited before I got into becoming a practitioner and everything else, but, I mean, honestly, you can use this modality to treat anything that you can feel. It doesn't matter whether it's physical or emotional, whether it happened at the beginning of your life, you know, decades ago, whether it's happening right now, or whether it's something that you're worried about, anxious about, you know, kind of future pacing about. And, you know, with ADHD being at the core of your show, it's definitely amazing for all the symptoms with that too. Yeah. I think I thought for too long, like, you know, nothing is good on everything. There's no way, but the efficacy of this, the studies, everything shows time and time again, how well it does work on all the things. And- oh, good. I'm definitely going to ask you about the
0: studies. So I'm always so interested, but I realized we didn't even say what EFT stands for yet. So I'm, yeah. something that I have no idea. So I'll write myself a note. So I don't forget. Cause I do want to go into
1: some of the science behind it. But, sure, absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll go there for you too. Um, EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques, mm-hmm. but a lot of people may be more familiar with hearing it called tapping or yeah. meridian tapping EFT tapping. Those are kind of more common ways that you hear it talked about. Mm-hmm. And would you like me to kind of tell you a little bit about what it involves? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So EFT has been around for longer than people, a lot of people think it's brand new somehow, but it's started in like 1979 and really gained a lot of popularity and um, took form in the Mm nineties. And it's based in ancient Chinese medicine. So things that have been around for thousands of years, not just since the late seventies, as well as modern psychology. And it uses the energy system, our meridian system, which is the same like points on the body and such that somebody doing acupuncture or acupressure would use. Uh, if you have like a deep tissue massage, all of those acupoints on the body um, are, give us direct access to our energy system. Mm-hmm. And it's when our energy is blocked in some way, shape, or form that we feel something negative, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain. And so we literally tap with our fingertips on these different points of the body, primarily nine of them. There's tons of meridian points on the body, but there's nine that are really, really good at working together and releasing whatever it is that you're feeling. And you just tap with the fingertips on these different points. They range from, you know, the side of the hand, which we call the karate chop point, the top of the head, the inside part of the eyebrow, the side of the eye, underneath of our eye, underneath of our nose, underneath of our, um, lips, like kind of that chin cleft area, our collarbone, and then under our arm, primarily like the top of the rib cage or where your bra strap might go around your body okay. um, bra band. and we concentrate on the negative thing that we're feeling or experiencing while we're tapping on these points. And it regulates the nervous system at the same time that it is, um, kind of working in, in more mental ways too. Mm-hmm. And it kind of allows you to bypass the part of the brain that just talk therapy normally gets to. Oh yeah. I've just
0: been talking Way about deeper.
1: this. Yeah. The, the body, like with regulation
0: strategies, a lot of times with coaching, I will start with body-based, not the thought regulation strategies aren't valuable. They just are tricky. They're not as a, as quick,
1: like body-based things are my favorite for regulation. Absolutely. And I mean, since you said you like science and studies and things, a lot of controlled studies have shown that any acupoint stimulation, whether it's using needles like an acupuncture or not brings relief from pain that is far greater than anything that you can get from medication. Uh-huh. And more evidence is proving that the human body is composed of these energy systems. And it, it's undoubtedly going to surface as, um, Western medicine continues to open up to these ideas, but you know, the stuff that Chinese medicines embraced for ages,
0: right? Our model is very much chemical. And so I don't think we're used to seeing the body, um, through other lenses, right? Like we we're used to the chemical point of view, but not the energetic.
1: Yeah. Well, and we, we so easily forget, I don't know how it honestly is possible that everything is energy. Right. Every freaking thing is energy. <laughs> like, right. so, so if you're not working with your energy in some way, shape or form, how are you ever going to change anything? Mm-hmm. Like it's so important and critical to all of the change and transformation and growth that people want to make. And yet some people never even think about energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, EFT works without needles. Although, if you were somebody that's afraid of needles, you could use it to get over that fear. <laughs> so you use it with phobias. And that's what Absolutely. I remember. Phobias and fears are huge, and it can be done by anybody anywhere at any time. Uh Um, I love to say that for people with ADHD that don't like to sit still, that love to fidget, that feel like meditation isn't for them. It is like active meditation and it serves the need to fidget and to move your body and that we can sometimes struggle with and has, you know, really great results. And so, you know, it works so beautifully because while we're doing this, the tapping and the talking and so forth, we're sending signals directly to the amygdala. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that little almond shaped part of your midbrain, um, that stress center. And it's kind of what's in charge of our, our fight or flight, um, stuff that really gets us all the time. So often brings up our fears and so many times that's triggered when there's no real danger. Right. And and especially in this day and age, you know, we're not being chased down by saber tooth tigers anymore or, um, whatever, but That fear lives in our body in the present moment, even Mm. when something's not happening to us anymore. And that's what you get to really resolve easily with EFT so that you can get back to the present moment and you can... living and thriving in it in the way that you want to, or with another ADHD parallel to be able to be present and focused, or to have that clarity that you want to experience, or to be able to release those feelings of being, you know, scatterbrained or overthinking or whatever those labels are that we can put on ourselves when, when that's the experience that we have. Right. So We, we get to skip over that and go way deeper than we do with just talk therapy Mm
0: -hmm. and,
1: you know, bypass those, um, pathways that are typically accessed with that. And in that you get to ease the physical and the emotional stuff simultaneously. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. I have a question for you from my anxious people out there. Uh, can it go wrong? (laughs) Can you do EFT in a way that, um, causes a
1: problem? No, um, it was funny because you mentioned at the beginning that you were um, you know, knowledgeable enough to be dangerous about it or whatever. There's no danger here. Uh-huh. There's absolutely zero danger of messing yourself up, screwing up the technique, doing it wrong. Yeah. I mean, you can, of course, get way better at doing it as you learn the technique or if you're working with a master practitioner or somebody that really knows how to get in there and understands the intricacies of the issues that you're trying to work out. But you can be a novice and make amazing strides, and not really quite understand what you're doing. Or you can just, you know, press play on an EFT tapping video that um, uh, hones in on something that you're trying to work on, and use their script, their words to direct your own. Okay. So EFT awesome. like specificity, so. If you're able to change words or point things more towards what you're genuinely feeling, that's always going to be better. But like, if you're tapping on something and you were saying something that doesn't align with you at all, it's not going to change you to be that or to feel that. Right. So you can tap and say things that don't align and there's no harm done. Okay. It's not like you're like hypnotizing yourself or like neural pathway that you don't want or doing harm in any way, shape or form. Okay. And- when it comes to working on things that are really sensitive, you know, like traumas, um, you know, PTSD type stuff, bothersome memories, things that really haunt people, yeah. this is hands down the gentlest way to get through that and to resolve it fully.
0: Okay. That is good to hear because I do know that the, like some of the modalities like EMDR are heavier, right? Like they are ones that, you know, sometimes people can get super dysregulated in that process.
1: and It can be traumatizing to go through that form of therapy. It can re-traumatize people. There is no, I I wouldn't say zero, but it's very, I mean, unless somebody's really screwing with you, like (laughs) that you're working with. Like you're not gonna get re-traumatized using this technique. You know? <laughs> I hate to say that. I don't want to like, you know, say zero percent. But I mean you know,
0: someone's gonna call me and say I was traumatized. Yes.
1: <laughs> I had <No. laughs> I'm, I'm a never say never kind of gal. So I don't wanna, but it's <laughs> it's so gentle and I love it's that so easy to be able to get into those deep dark corners without re-experiencing the trauma. And just peeling back those layers really gently, but also really quickly, which is another thing that I know ADHD people like. We want results. We want them yesterday. And (laughs) with just a few rounds of EFT and a round, which is where you're focusing on a thing and working through it, normally only takes anywhere between four to 12 minutes, depending on how detailed and everything else that you're you know, doing with your round. So mm-hmm. let's just say like three rounds in like 12 minutes or so, and you've busted through three things and made major progress. You can't say that about a lot of forms of therapy. Right.
0: Right. And so I know I'm trying to think if I've never heard about this, I know that, cause I've had a little bit of introduction on this. Some people probably listening have no idea what we're talking about around or the tapping or any of it. Um, what should we maybe like I I know towards the end, we were talking about doing a round of it or doing a demonstration. What what do you think?
1: I would love to do that. And I would love to kind of see what comes up while we're, you know, finishing this episode and what Places we might want to focus on. And then I will invite your listeners to like shoot me an email, Teresa at Teresa Lear Levine.com, put in the name of your podcast, ADHD Crash Course, and I will send them the recording that we'll create after this, where they can actually watch you and I going through a round of tapping, resolving an issue, feeling better after we do it, and they can do it too. And that for me is the best way to start experiencing it. And, you know, you can change the the words and the things that we do to, to suit you and, and make it work, but it'll be a great way for people who have never experienced it or people that know and love it to experience it in a new way and right. kind of get, get their hands tangibly on the, the technique.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
1: So that's great because that is, I went to a
0: class and, um, like I I told you before we started, I haven't really kept up with it. He, in this class, he was working with someone with phobias and she had a snake phobia. And so he was, he had somebody up with him and was doing, going through these rounds of tapping and it seemed to shift something for her in a pretty quick time. Um, so it was cool. It
1: was interesting. That's awesome. It's so effective on that kind of stuff. And I always say like, when people are wondering like where to start, because again, with ADHD, like we want to do all the things like right now and you have to kind of piece it into like, wh- where are you going to start? Let's pick one <laughs> thing, get specific and knock it out. You can move on to the next thing very quickly, but you have to at least focus a little bit on one thing first. Yeah, And if you can do something that actually does have a tangible result, like tapping on a phobia and then realizing that you're not afraid of it anymore, tapping mm-hmm. on a backache and realizing that your own two hands and words just created the power and the release of energy blockages to change the way you feel Mm -hmm. like that is where it's at. Like do something where you can get the result immediately because while it's equally effective on things like anxiety or imposter syndrome or self-sabotage or lack of self-belief, those things don't necessarily show up to tell you that they're resolved as quickly or as apparently. And right. sometimes, those things also, you know, have that feeling of, you know, I started working on this thing and now like all heck just broke loose. Like what is going on? And people might start to doubt like, oh, is this really working? But it's actually completely normal expected and a good thing when those things start coming at you as you work on things, because it means that you're bringing yourself to a place of heightened sensitivity and consciousness. Mm -hmm. And that allows you to make more breakthroughs. It means that you're you know, traditional or your, the ways that you've been kind of set, um, the pathways that you have in your brain for perceiving things it's less comfortable to you to live and think that way. Right. So, but uh, now you need to level up and that is uncomfortable at first, but that's okay. And that mm-hmm. is a sign of progress. It doesn't mean that it's not working, mm-hmm. but a headache you can take care of and it's gone. <laughs> One thing that, that
0: I have come up a lot in one-on-one in groups is the ADHD experience of RSD, that um, rejection sensitive dysphoria, that, that extreme sensitivity to perceived rejection, right? So that comes up a lot of times as a pretty dysregulating experience. If somebody you know, my spouse said something, and I've taken it to mean this, and I have this sinking, horrible feeling. Would somebody use tapping with a situation like that? And if so, what would it what would it look like?
1: Sure. So, um, in that situation, you're kind of projecting your own feelings onto that other person. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. And- or, or even sometimes,
0: maybe there was um, a little sting in there, but it it lands on a scale way beyond the intention from the person. It depends, right? Like sometimes there's nothing, there's no rejection in it. Sometimes there was a little, but it lands super heavy for the person with ADHD.
1: Right. So at the heart of EFT and any round that you do to address something is the idea of trying to come to a place of love, acceptance, and forgiveness of self and potentially if possible of others that may be involved in the situation. Okay. And that is sometimes hard for people at first, because the idea of loving themselves, accepting themselves or forgiving themselves is a tough pill to swallow. Right. And in this situation, what you would want to do first is to think about what the actual feeling is that you're having. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, feeling rejected, or maybe are you angry? Are you resentful? Are you, okay. what is the feeling and really kind of dial in on the feeling. And then you would begin your tapping on the side of your hand, that karate chop point, which again, when, when you access this video that I'm going to share with the listeners, you'll be able to see the process and then you'll be able to apply it to this too. Okay. But you'll tap on that karate chop point And you would say something like, you know, even though I'm feeling so rejected in the moment right now, I love, accept, and forgive myself, even yeah. though I'm feeling resentful, angry, whatever it is, insert that. You go through that three times there on the karate chop point. And then you would go through the points that I described also the top of the head, mm-hmm. um, the eyebrow, the side of the eye, below the eye, below the nose, below the lips, the collarbone, and under the arm. And while you tap each of those places five to seven times, at least longer if you feel like it, you're going to talk about that emotion. So maybe you're saying, you know, it, it feels. Um, people sometimes like to give color or texture or whatever to their feelings. So maybe like it feels red and irritated. It feels like I'm going to explode. It feels like nobody loves me. It feels all. Bring out the negative.
0: You're not trying to change it. You're not trying to talk it into something positive, right? You're just what it is. You're just talking yes. through it.
1: Let it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, um, it's, people always, you know, remark that I'm I'm very positive-natured, but you have to let out the negative crap to let the positive stuff genuinely
0: land Absolutely. with you. Absolutely, I could not agree with you more. Like it's, so, you I mean, can't push it down. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is your time to rant, to express, to exude all of that yucky feeling stuff. And just really, I mean, you don't have to be mature about it. You don't have to be politically correct about it. You don't have to be, um, you know, like, I know better, so I should, you know, feel better or do better. Just the way that you truly feel, say it.
0: That's often, especially with RSD, I think a lot of times people feel even more shame like, oh, this, I should not be so sensitive. I shouldn't, you know, all of these shoulds attach to their experience of this versus just pressing into this is painful. This is
1: difficult, right? This is the time to just let that out and to feel it and to focus on it. And you know, you're going through those tapping points and you're going to go through that sequence three different times. Now, as you get to that third time, perhaps, and maybe you don't, maybe you just keep it on the negative the whole time. um, But you might start turning it around a little bit. You Mm. might, you know, hmm, I'm open to the possibility that maybe I'm not being rejected. Uh-huh. Or um you know, perhaps this isn't as bad as I thought it was or maybe I'm being a little overreactive or perhaps this person didn't mean for this to be the way that I've perceived it and I'm willing to forgive myself and them. Okay. Um, maybe opening up a little bit, just a little crack, letting in a little light, letting in a little positivity, whatever feels genuine to you. Okay. This isn't like, you know, uh, I'm willing to forget this whole situation. Like it never happened. <laughs> it's me down. <laughs> um, it's, okay. it's not, it's not making it something that it's not, but okay. it's allowing some, a shift in the direction that you want to really land with you. And then once you've gotten through that sequence, I normally ask people to just kind of take a nice deep breath, you know, in through the nose and exhale out through the mouth. And before you do the tapping, you should assess where you are, like a scale of one to 10, with like 10 being the most hurt, rejected, sad, sensitive, whatever, and zero being like, I feel amazing. What's the problem? Um, And then do that again at the end. And it's so important to not miss that step because so much change can happen in those few minutes that you will discount it. You will say it didn't happen. You will not acknowledge it if you don't actually measure it. Like, Uh, Oh, I guess uh, it wasn't that bad. I guess it wasn't that bad to begin with, or I I couldn't really do that because people don't trust their own power enough to realize how much they can shift things for themselves in a short period of time. So measure, 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 tune in, and then see what comes up for you during that. Like you might realize that a thought came to your mind while you were doing that. It's really common as you get more conscious around something for old memories to come back or another aspect to hit you or whatever. And maybe, you know, have a little notepad there to take notes for yourself, reassess, you know, put your number down again. And then, Hey, what's, what's left for me? What do I still feel about this? And that's the next thing you're going to tap on.
0: Okay. So it could, so Maybe a little more clarity on that round after you've done it a few times, you've potentially yeah. peeled back some emotion and have something yeah. else to tap through.
1: Sure. If you want to keep going, there's always some place we can keep going, right? I mean, our personal development potential is always there to work on something else. Mm-hmm. But you may also feel good enough after one round that you're able to move on with your day. You're able to, you know, tackle the next conversation or task or whatever it is that you need to have that day. And it's okay. Yeah. And you kind of love accept, forgive the situation and, you know, feel better about it enough that you can move on with your day. And you're clearer oh. and more level-headed, more rational. It's huge restoration of rationality that comes when you are regulating the nervous system and the emotions and everything all at the same time and all of a sudden you're able to really think clearly. I, I like the analogy when I finish a tapping round of, like, you go to, like, a jam-packed concert and you could be in, like, the mosh pit on the floor up by the stage and you uh-huh. are loving life and having a great experience down there. But when you're in, like, the nosebleed seats way up high, you see the whole picture, it's calm, you have an overview of everything, and yes. it's peaceful. And it's like going from the mosh pit to the nosebleeds and just really feeling like, ah, I see it now. I get it. I'm ready wow. to move forward. Yeah, it's that's
0: that's awesome. Now, and rock you've worked, on, you know, <laughs> yeah, on. you've worked with a lot of people. Um, have you, I'm sure you have had people that were just super elevated and a few rounds didn't change the number much, or does it almost always change? The, I know we can't say always, but almost always kind of brings it down. Um,
1: I feel like when I'm personally working with somebody, we make shifts pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've never, I can say never. Cause I it's true. I've never had somebody that didn't start making shifts like immediately. Oh. It might only be, maybe they started at a 10 and then it's an eight and then it's a five and then it's oh. a three, but we're moving in the right direction. Now it can happen. Uh, it doesn't happen very frequently at all with me and my clients, but it can happen that you can go up in the number because you uncover something and then all of a sudden your anxiety is raised or whatever, because you've been protecting yourself so well from whatever it was for so long. But when you're, when you're working with somebody and they kind of understand what you're going through and what your experience is, Mm -hmm. we're going to make sure we don't peel off the layers in a way that's going to traumatize or try to elevate the number. We're going to work on getting the number down, but yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's inevitable that the shifts are going to happen if you're tuning into what's coming up for you, because at the end of the day, it's about getting to the root of the problem. You can, you can be an anxious person and you can do a round of EFT and not feel that anxiety in the moment. But the likelihood is tomorrow, next week, whenever it is that the thing that triggered your anxiety that day happens again, mm-hmm. it's probably going to spike back up for you again. Right. You're able to clear it in the moment, which is super valuable. And I don't discount that at all because we have to be able to lower certain things in the moment so that we can get deeper. Otherwise we we don't allow that protection to come down enough to really get to the things that are subconsciously underneath. But when you take off that top layer and then you're able to kind of look inside and see, and I love using the chakra system as a way to look at people's energy and what's going on. And I love starting at the lower chakras where we feel the most unsafety and things that tend to disrupt that chakra's energy pattern Mm -hmm. and look at all the ways that I can help them feel safe again and kind of have that secure container for all of their dreams and goals and hopes to land in and be held instead of just falling through the cracks. And Uh it's so important and people don't consider the structure of their energy system enough. And the fact that if they have things in their past, uh, childhood traumas, um, you know, assault, rape, um, whatever things they've come up against, um, you know, being discriminated against, whatever, and they haven't worked through those things, they're probably playing a big part in their feelings of unsafety on a day-to-day basis. And those those traumas are alive. I won't say alive and well, but they're alive in the energy system presently and affecting everything that you're doing on your day-to-day basis. Right. It be released and resolved. Right. Now, because you mentioned too, like in
0: terms of anxiety, um, somebody that just has anxiety, right? they have clinical anxiety and so they're going to be able to get centered, use this tool, but it's going to come up the next day. Right? Is there a a shortcut or, you know, let's suppose you're in the middle of a classroom, right? And this is kicked up for you and you don't really want to go through the rounds. You don't want to draw attention to yourself. Is there anything that could be
1: not as good as that, but using? Absolutely. And I I wouldn't even say not um, it wouldn't be not as good. It would be equally effective. Honestly, oh good. you can, um, cause I've, I've worked with a lot of people that have like, let's say like fear of flying and they don't want to have to do this like on the plane, but they know that they're going to have something in the moment to resolve or something. Absolutely. So in that case, you're going to, you can just do fingertip tapping. So you can take like your thumb to the side of your forefinger and then your middle finger and then your ring finger. Right at that first knuckle or just, does it matter? Right? It's the side, like on the side of the fingernail. So, oh. um, like just right up against like the side of the fingernail. Pocket. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, and that works too. There's meridian endpoints right there. If you, if you felt like using the other hand, I mean, that's pretty discreet because you can do it with one hand. You could kind of have your hand in your pocket yeah. or under like in a sweatshirt <laughs> pocket or something and nobody would notice, but you can also just tap the one hand and the other hand. And you do the all finger the fingers points. then? You do all? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. in this case you would, and you can also mentally tap meaning that oh. say you're laying in bed at night and you're too tired to like sit up and tap and stuff but you want to like work on something or you just want to close your eyes in the middle of the day and take care of something you don't even have to close your eyes um you're just going to visualize yourself tapping while you're thinking the thing that you would normally be saying while you're doing it
0: stop so, it that works because i that's yes. to, to do oh wow yeah cuz that would make it very accessible If you were somewhere you didn't want to draw attention to yourself.
1: Yep. All you have to do is, so, you know, you're thinking about the problem and you're thinking about the feeling that you're experiencing. And if you're able to think about the tapping and also think, you know, oh, I feel so angry or whatever it is that you would normally go through, do that. And then, you know, you're kind of mentally moving. Okay. Now I'm tapping on that eyebrow point and I'm feeling that, and I'm focused on the, whatever the negative feeling is and just moving through it. And, you know, still at the end, you're going to take a, a real deep breath and a real but, uh,
0: You can do that without drawing a scene. It's good. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't feel like that gives me as much relief, but studies have shown that it is equally effective. Wow. Well, you know, it kind of makes sense when you think of like motor memory
0: and how, like if you imagine yourself, say you're practicing tennis, you imagine yourself going through the strokes of hitting the ball. The studies show that that actually yeah. helps improve your stroke. And so if it's similar in any way, that doesn't sound, I mean, it does sound surprising, I'll admit, but it doesn't sound totally out there when you think about
1: other things that act similarly. Right. And the yeah. other thing is, is that, you know, with ADHD and if you're feeling disorganized around your thoughts or not sure where to start or whatever else, and you just have so much to just dump out there, mm-hmm. you know, and to express, then just pick a point. I love the collarbone point. I also love, um, and it's not one of the ones in the regular sequence, but the back of the neck is a really nice point that I like a lot. Um, just pick one point and either just rant out loud and just talk about all the things to yourself or hop on the phone with a friend and just have a complaining session. I say like, I am not a a proponent of complaining. I don't like negativity um, as far as like in conversation and things, but if you're going to do it, (gasps) at least get some mileage out of it. (laughs) Do Do some tapping. (laughs) Clear some blocked energy and forward, instead of just feeling like picking up the phone and calling somebody else and having the same, you know, complaint session all over again, you'll, you'll feel better than you would if you were just complaining. You know, it's funny. I, I work with a
0: therapist and, you know, we dealt with some really difficult stuff. And she pointed out to me that when we would get on really tough stuff, my hand would go to my chest and a hand on heart. And it was like, total. it was not a conscious thing, but if it got sticky enough,
1: that's really interesting. Do you think that you were soothing yourself? Do you think you were protecting yourself?
0: no idea. I don't really, I mean, it was, it was triggery stuff. So it was definitely safety stuff, but I don't know. It was not something I did intentionally. And then I, I wouldn't even notice until t- after she pointed out a couple of times, then I was like, Oh, then I was like trying to keep my hands down. <laughs> but it was, it was interesting to me
1: that I think
0: even if we don't know the reasons for things, our body has this knowledge.
1: Our body keeps the score on all of it. Yes. Absolutely, definitely does. And, um, you know, dealing with, with ADHD with this is, is no different, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just important for people to realize that this does get results really quickly when, when you're dealing with things like lack of focus or overthinking and that, uh, it really, it speaks to the way that our ADHD brains work. And mm-hmm. the way that we like to resolve things—it's amazing for you know emotional dysregulation, for boundary issues, for um, like food cravings, things like that. That's another really good tangible one to to work yeah. on things with if you have food yeah. cravings, um, and all the you know the unwarranted self doubts that come up a lot um, more prominently when you have attention deficit, procrastination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. Those feelings of being stuck uh, and, and focus, of course, which is one that we always hear about. um, What about energy? Like your energy level, um, does it become more energetic? Yeah. Like
0: I've been super low energy this week. I've had kind of a lot of travel, a lot of intensity, and I've just, I've just been dragging. And so sometimes it's like, okay, the answer is rest. Right. But and so that I'm trying to do as I can as well. But does EFT ever, is it ever, you can can
1: re-energize with a round of EFT. Okay, most definitely. And I would start by addressing, you know, even though I feel so low or so tired or so fatigued or, you know, worn out or whatever I love, accept and forgive myself and go through the feeling of tiredness and bring it around to, you know, maybe I don't have to have the perfect night's sleep in order to, you know, feel high energy, or, um, perhaps it's possible for me to have a really energetic afternoon. Um, you know, I'm open to not needing caffeine in order to, you know, feel this, you know, energy pulsing through my system, whatever it might be, but it really will energize you. just unblocking the energetic blockages that have you feeling lethargic brings the energy back to where, you know, you want it to be and can really feel amazing. Awesome. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for catching us up
0: on EFT, refreshing me and and clarifying for me too. Cause I think um, that whole sequence of knowing like that you're going through letting it be as it is and then maybe opening up. I wasn't sure about that. If you had to, if you had to do the positive round or if the positive round just kind of came. So that- I
1: mean, sometimes it can be a lot of negative rounds before people feel like shifting towards the positive, but that's okay. it's still clearing the negative stuff out, even if you're not talking to the positive yet. Yes. Okay. So you're still moving in the right direction and you may just have a little bit more to release before you welcome in the new vibes and things that you really ultimately want.
0: I love that because it does, it sounds like the perfect balance of letting things be, accepting them, not fighting on them and then making room for the next
1: thing. So, yeah. And you definitely, you know, need to try it for yourself. So, you know, people will have that video that they can, they can grab. Perfect. Um,
0: Yes. We can work on energy.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) literally if anybody wants that, just shoot me an email, Teresa at TeresaLearLevine.com. And if you're looking for other resources, I have a great ebook that's full of like video tapping meditations and ways that you can assess your own emotional freedom or lack thereof. And really figure out where you need to hone in on with this technique. And you can get that by going to teresasfreegift.com. My name's with an H. So it's T H E R E S A S free gift.com. And that's an amazing resource for anybody that has never tapped before, or if you've, you know, done it a bunch and just want some new ways. And I'll have all of that, all of those links in my show notes too, like
0: to the book, to the video, all of that. So, you know, you don't have to keep it in your head. Everybody we will have it. You can drop down and hit the link too. So. <laughs>
1: We've all got enough going on in our heads. Right? Right.
0: <laughs> so it's not going to happen for me, but someone out there it might. So. so yeah, that'll be in the notes.
1: Teresa, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, all the pleasure, t- thank you for, for having me and for everything that you provide to your listeners and all the amazing resources for ADHD and becoming more conscious and knowledgeable about it. It's so valuable.
0: Thank you so much. Have a great day. And hopefully we'll talk to you soon.